This is the iFanboy Pick of the League podcast, episode 546, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. Fanboy Pick League Podcast, episode 546. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Hello. You survived. I, well, I mean, part of me did. I'm physically here. You're physically here? The rest of you is still back at the docks looking for Pokemon? This is, I, you know, I haven't listened. If you want to explain the joke to me, you can. No. But it really <laughs> fucked up my Twitter feed. So I'm looking, you, you can go back and listen. Uh, okay. This week, jo- Ron is not here. It's the summertime. This is what happens. Ron, as we discussed on last week's show, is actually literally off... Uh, selling all of his comics right now. So we discussed last week <laughs> that... how he was getting rid of his single issues, most of them. Uh, he's on a road trip, uh, you know, shedding his childhood. Is that a warning sign that we should be <laughs> concerned about? <laughs> Maybe. Like, should we, be, should we be talking about this offline? Checking for track marks next time we see him? Oh, God. So, just the two wow. jokes this week. I just, I like to think that I'm the inappropriate one, but you just shot past me in a blaze of glory. <laughs> You never know, Ron. We are iFanboy. We like comics. Every created bunch of comics. Jesus. One of us. I had a lot of comics. Did you have a lot of comics? Yes. Yeah. And there was, was a lot long last week. week, and I haven't even finished those, and that's not cool. We pick our favorite book. We call it the pick of the week. We'll talk about that book. We have other books. We do some listener mail. We have some new fun stuff to do. We have a rating segment this week with uh, another Ratings. rebirth book. So lots of fun things going on this week, so let's jump right to it. The spoiler. Uh, here's a spoiler warning. It's a review show, so there'll be some spoilers. So watch your ass. Josh, you had to pick. So the way that sorry, it sorry works, buddy. The way that it works uh, is Jupiter's Legacy Volume Two, Number Two. This is a this is a bad naming convention right away. Just gonna yep. get and get that out of the way. It's confusing. There's other series, whatever. Yep. It's uh it's Mark Miller, uh, who is uh, I think we're I think we're at peak Mark Miller now. Probably. Probably. I mean, I think maybe commercially people would say, oh, you know, when when the the ultimate. But for me personally, what I want out of a Mark Miller. Like we are, he is peak creative. I think we're a peak creative, Mark Miller. Yeah, I mean, like he's he's like on the way to the third championship, Michael Jordan at this point. All right, my right. He's not peak like early two thousands where he was the top selling guy. Yes. But it's peak peak the best stuff. Yeah, which for me is important. Okay, so you got right. that, uh, and then you have Frank Quitely uh, doing art. So right away, it was just a matter of something else had to beat it. <laughs> right is is the way it is the way it went, and I, I'll I'll be honest about that. Um, we, and we're gonna have a question about the, I think it's in this show. Doesn't matter. Um, this is, if not like the first book I look forward to, like the like when I see it's coming out, that gets the biggest ooh, the biggest book I get excited about reading about. Um, it, it's up there if it isn't. But so going in that with that in mind, I get to the very first page. And and the panel four uh, is a shot of a cutaway of a building as as the mom blasts through it and shoots the the bad person out of the side of the building into the water like all in one shot as they went through uh, and I was like all right well you really have to screw up now because right away I mean, Frank Quitely art now gets me like so happy 
it's it's almost like the artistic equivalent of like if if Alan Moore is is releasing a new book that I want to read. That that um that caveat was important there. <laughs> and um it's just from a storytelling and a style standpoint, if the story yeah. had nothing to do with this, I would still have liked it the best. I I'm I'm crazy for quietly at this point. Uh, and there was a bunch of things in here, a bunch of really well, look, before, you, before you move on just really fast. It's too bad that Ron's on his road trip because he loves a cutout. Oh, he loves a cutout diagram of a building. And this one is a pretty spectacular one. And it carries on that way. There's other there's other cutouts in here. Yeah. Then there's a, a geometric diagram of the ocean cutaway on the on right. two pages from there with with uh, math, presumably. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> the formula for whatever they were doing, and I was like, that seems complicated. It does, but they made it small enough so maybe it doesn't say anything, and that's also fine. Right. He did an ocean cutaway. Yeah, he did. I didn't even see that until just now. Yeah. It's so Crazy. good. Wow. And it's so simple. Like, the thing is, like, I can I can look at this storytelling, and I can I could take any part of what Quietly does, and it would be really great. But you put mm-hmm. them all together, and it's just – it's. It's it's just insane, and uh, it, at the same time, like it never looks complicated. It's never busy. It's never you've tried to do too much here, uh, right. but he is doing more than anybody. Um, I'm being a little overpraising, but it really is that. No, that I don't think that's. I don't think you're being overpraising. Yeah, there's I mean, a reason why he's the artist. Why everybody loves him. Yeah, you know, that's why Wizard of Pros love him. I mean, there's it's, a reason why we we wait for him and nobody yeah. complains. And and honestly, there is such a old man statement coming up. We get everything we want in such quantity now to have to wait for something that is special and then have that special thing deliver right. is great. You know, I, and, and, you know, to, so to fit to the other side, you know, the story, I really like that. I think Miller's doing a bunch of stories and, and they're really good, you know, four issues, six issues, whatever. This is the one he's building a world with, though. And now we have a solid base under us. And I'm able to sort of put it all together and know who the different people are. So when there's the reveal at the end, uh, you know, that that guy's uh, father, the Fox, something Fox, I forget. Right. I, don't know, I don't know anyone's names. This is not new. You know, I know what that means. Right. That that's his father. And I know the, you know, how that stands compared to everybody else. Also, the, du- the dude on the cover um, is awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> He's it's, like a, some sort of Bruno Mars Lando if like those oh, two people had a kid, and li- don't for little Richard. There's a lot of little yeah. Richard there. Yeah. Um, well, that's that. That's the Bruno Mars is aping little Richards. Uh, but basically, I yes, it's, it's. I don't know that. It's a, uh, it's a wonderful look. The drop pants, yep. little cape, the white gloves, and and then so they they get that character out of stasis or whatever he's in, and he's he's cool. <laughs> he's really good at what he does, and and they you know like it was a really fun. I like uh, I like fight scenes that have tactics to them, mm-hmm. um, and like this whole thing was sort of planned out where it looks like it's going to go one way, and at the end they say why it didn't, and they you know you sort of get the what the risk was, and and, and it just ends up all cool. It's an Ocean's Eleven kind of thing almost. We're like, yeah. oh no, they're screwed now. Nope, they had it all along. If you do that right, that's that always makes me super happy. Um, right. And then there's a twist with the character at the end, uh, where the where the British rocker, British wa- washed up rocker look guy. Um, yeah. You know, he basically turns on his uncle. You know, that's the monster he created. Yeah, although the monster's out of the box now. Yeah. Uh, there's just a lot to love here. And and also, I love that it's part of a whole. Um, I forgot he was the president. The British rocker guy. Yeah. 
He took he they basically took they took over control. I forgot he was inserted into the press. But my only my only problem with this book, it's not the book itself, is just that I I I, I have a hard time holding on to the threads, but um Every time I remember stuff, like, oh, right, that's what I, oh, right, okay, mm-hmm. good. And then that's, it's all A lot good. of that has to do with, you know, like, just the release schedule, and then I didn't right. go back and read it. I don't think it's done. Well, the done release schedule, it. then, in between, you know, in between the, the, the volumes, there was another volume, which, which we loved. Oh, no, two volumes, actually. There yeah. was two volumes of the old series. So we, we had to wait a long time, and uh, I, I, I would love to reread it. I just don't know when that's going to happen. But. Yeah, yeah, I, but I, I'm following. I don't feel like I'm But lost. no, I am following, yes. Um, this... <laughs> The shot of this ninja girl cutting up the dragon. Oh, it's oh, yeah. just like all of it's almost his panels are like these. They're like it's almost like they're actual snapshots mm-hmm. of like a like a, at a high at a high shutter rate camera, you know, like a high speed camera. Right. Uh, except you know when he wants to do it like that, and it's just uh, I just keep flipping through it over and over again, and it's almost like he's not trying to be impressive, but he's so impressive because of that. And then when he needs to. You know, you get this shot of the spaceship in the jungle, you know, where he's gone fully out because there were no other real backgrounds going on before that, and then he can just blow you away there. Um, or the My Little Pony. Yeah, there's that. Well, not in his style. It's more That's cartoony. a crowd pleaser. Yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's, it's a very cartoony look. Yeah. It's, it's not true. really in his normal wheelhouse, which it looks good. Yep. So, uh, you know, I, basically, I really look forward to these issues more and more. Every one that comes out, I'm, I, I look forward to it more than the other one, and it, it delivered in sort of all the ways that I wanted it to. And, I, you know, even as I go through it now, I keep seeing other things. I'm like, oh, that's good. That's really, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Um, so that's why it's pick of the week on, on a week where there were other good books, too. I love that you constantly are like, I don't want to read any more postmodern superhero takes. And then really super talented creators keep doing really good versions yeah. of them and you have to keep you just keep reading them those you are going to be the exception to the rule <laughs> you have to yeah I mean they're really good and they're usually Mark Miller <laughs> yeah and he's got another book coming out with Greg Capullo in October so keep that train going I don't even I was going to ask what the premise is and then I was like I don't care I don't know I don't want to know. know I don't need I don't want to know. know yep that's fine that's totally fine so it's better than high average, so it's fine. Shall we? Shall we do ratings? ratings? Ratings. So we had one DC Rebirth book this week. If you're a, a new listener to the show, we'd like to uh, rate the DC Rebirth books at a one to five scale on the per system. Pick a comic, read a comic, rate a comic as a tribute to uh, Mike and Tom eat snacks. So we had one book this week: Red Hood and the Outlaws, number one. Good thing you mentioned it because <laughs> I mean, that, that's the kind of thing that my eye is not even going to see. Art by Dexter Soy, and so. Before I even start reading it, I look at the cover and I see Red Hood and I see Bizarro and I see Artemis and I'm like, well, if there's a book that's tailor-made for me not to want to read, it's this one. Um, so I was going into it very grudgingly, like, okay, I guess we're doing all these, so I got to read this one. But it turns out it's just basically a Jason Todd origin story and uh, I enjoyed it. Who did that cover? That cover's great. That's a gr- if you, if you got to draw Bizarro, that's a good Bizarro. Bengal. Yeah, Bengal's awesome. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I also would not have known that was Artemis. So, yeah, it was, and which is what all these rebirth issues are now that I'm realizing. Well, we we talked about how there's no rhyme or reason to them. I mean, yeah, but most of them seem to be a set the table, here's where we're, here's where we are. And we yeah, will but start the story at number one. not really do that because it's not like Bizarro and Artemis aren't even in this book. That's true. I yeah, don't know why they're a, there. It's not even a. Well, there's no outlaws. 
Well, okay. You're, no, you're not entirely wrong. It, it sets the table for Jason Todd going completely undercover as a bad guy, uh, sanctioned, sanctioned by Batman. And I, I apologize if I can't talk because I can't breathe through my nose today. But um, <laughs> sanctioned by Batman to, to investigate this group. So that seems to be the premise that the book will take forward with Bizarre Artists. It's just that they're not in this issue at all. So I... I don't know Jason's story after he's killed by the Joker. Like, I don't know why he, when he came back or why, because I just never bothered to pay attention. It's in here. I mean, I, mean, no, I know. We, I know. That's I know but what they, what they what they actually have in this issue is fairly close to what happened in the previous continuity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I in caught, general. Yeah. I caught that. But but regardless. So I'm saying for me, this wasn't actually an also ran. I was right. like, Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, Lazarus pit. Of course. Yeah. And. I didn't think it was that bad. No, I enjoyed it. I thought at first, you know, like they're basically their reversal worked on me. Yeah. It's like, why is any of this is stupid? Why is any of this happening? Why does he have a bat on his chest if he's going to? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how sophisticated the reader I am, you know, like if I don't know what's going on, it's still going to work. It's happening. Yep. And, and I got to give them credit for that. And I think they set up, I think Lobdell very well set up who Jason Todd is what his relationship to Batman was and is mm-hmm. and, and, and why he is now. And I found it acceptable. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't come out of it going, well, that was stupid. I didn't feel like I wasted my time. I thought the Dexter soy art, while not necessarily my favorite style, uh, was really good. Told the story, did the job. Um, and that was pretty well done. Honestly. Uh, I echo all those sentiments. Yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, the where the are Dex- you on the Jason Todd issue? You know, it's it's like I it, I don't like him. I, I I don't. When I was a kid, I didn't like him, but uh, he's here. He's not going anywhere. It's like Damien. I something I can do about it. Uh, I think it's an interesting. He's an interesting counterpoint in that he's the bad Robin. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like I think that even much even more than Damien, because Damien I think sometimes feels extra. Yes, oh, Jason totally. Todd. You cannot like him, but appreciate his place. Yeah, he, like, he's, like you're like yeah. I see how he fits into that and the and the discomfort that it causes us, and that's the correct thing. His value. He's the ne'er do well son. Yeah, you know, he's the Keanu Reeves in Parenthood. <laughs> Whoa. Um, no, not Keanu Reeves. Tom Hulse. Wow. But you going but, deep? Uh, it was just on HBO the other day. Um, but one one thing that did bug me. In this issue, and we're going to talk about it again in later in the show with Nightwing, is that uh, the the flashback costume that Robin that he gets as Robin is is fairly close. It's like a hybrid of the original Robin costume with the Tim Drake suit, but I I don't know why Jason Todd gets this, but Dick Grayson in his flashbacks gets that dumbass other one. I don't understand. You're holding another book accountable. I'm holding all the books accountable. Yeah. Although I guess the I guess the I guess the thing is that none of it really makes sense, and that's the point, hmm. right? I mean, that's the whole point of Rebirth, right? Is that that's all their their histories have been muddled and rewritten, and and it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the that's the premise, sort of? I feel like so, that's Wonder Woman's premise. Right. So, uh, yeah. So I'm trying to let it go until they they. If I'm in charge of DC, 
I have a, you have till next year, and then you have an event, and then you set all, you set it all back to the old continuity. That's what I would do. But I'm not in charge of DC. Jeff Johns is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see what happens when they are saying they are going to have an event next year. So that related to rebirth. So we'll see if what happens after that. But right now, a lot of things aren't consistent. However, I enjoyed this. Let's give it ratings. Ratings. Give it, uh, give it a three and a half. I also gave it a three and a half. I uh, stick with it. Nope. No. <laughs> that, no, that's very nice. Thank you very much. No, I'm good. <laughs> no, I just yeah. If it was a Jason, if it was, if it was a Jason Todd book. I might give another issue, but I just... There's a little bit of... I feel like this is a little what just happened with Nightwing. And it's a little bit of, like, Batman... Like yeah, I don't it's do very it, just similar, go, very similar. You know, well, why don't you... Why, oh, so just, like, matches Malone, then? I mean, it's... Right. The, it's So it's a little bit of an also-ran. Like, I thought this was well done. It was interesting to me. I don't... I don't I'm good. If, if if it was just a Jason Todd book, I probably would read it. But I, I, Bizarro is one of the few characters I actually hate, so I can't read it, read the book from him. I will say this: for all the talk, either last year or the year before, about Batman sitting or not being allowed to sit, mm-hmm. uh, in this issue he sits on the hood of his Batmobile eating sandwiches with Jason. Was that a thing? I yeah, I remember a couple of years ago there was a whole rumor going around that editorial said he wasn't allowed to be shown sitting. I, I kind of remember that, yeah. Which is dumb because he's got a back computer with a chair in front of it, but. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, I, I'll like, as soon as you say that, I just think of like sh- like uh, like Neil Adams drawn like uh, shots of him from a low angle, like with his legs crossed, studying something, and I right. love that. It's like it's like the vision in a cardigan. You need that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was the rating segment. Red Hood and the Outlaws, Rebirth number one. Yes, there you go. That's what happened. That happened this week. Let's move on to some other books. Uh, my runner-up pick of the week was The Autumn Lands Tooth and Claw number twelve. Wow, double runner-up this week. We'll explain that later. Ooh. Um, are you still? Are you reading this? I switched the trades on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was enjoying it, but it was like sure. every month I had to sort of reset what everything was and who everything who everybody was. You know how in each issue the the first page spread and then there's like a little text section that sort of explains the history of whatever. Yes. I, I don't read that. Okay. I find that annoying. <laughs> um, the the history of the world. You do you you do you, Josh? I just want I just want you to tell me the story and the thing. Mm-hmm. I got I got there's a lot of books to read, is what I'm saying. Right. And I keep skipping it, and I'm fine uh, <laughs> until the end. They're like, no, that was in the text. You didn't read that? No. Um. So so basically, what we have now is we have these three heroes: uh, the dog guy, the goat guy, and the human guy. And they found this temple, and it's full of uh, half naked statue lady. Um slaves basically and there's this story about how they came to be and what they were for and it's all about like their subjugation and and it's almost like a what happens if a if a sex bot becomes aware but the sex bot who also does other really important jobs too um and it it answers some of the mysteries about what's been going on with the magic um and that part was super interesting i thought it was a really nice um like not really a direct metaphor for society, but there were definitely things in there that were nice. And then the the human hero guy, he has a turn where he just where he just sort of goes, "This is wrong." Mm-hmm. Um, and I really I really liked it. It's it's uh, it's one of those like Kurt Busiek is is totally into this. It's like yeah. you're getting real. I mean, I don't think that guy's ever had a second act or needed a second act because he's never been any worse. But he's got a platform now that he hasn't had for a little while. Between this and Astro City, 
to just do like his kind of really interesting, thoughtful, but also genre work. Um, ben Dewey and Jordi Belair. Did I say Ben Dewey? Is that right? Okay. There's also Ben Percy, so I always get those mixed up in my head. Um, you know, he's keeping, he's doing all these great character designs and keeping things consistent. And we, because, luckily, because you know, uh, the one is a dog and the one is a goat. Uh, right. Everything's cool. Have you read? Have you seen? Have met the goat character yet? Uh, in your going. Oh, it's been a while. Since the last. He has. The, he, it's on my shelf. He has my favorite like goofy dialogue. Like, hmm. and and then so there's like a big mystery thing that happens at the end, and and I'm not sure what it was, but uh, there's actually there's two turns that happen. Um, it's really like a lot happened in this sort of issue, and it was it. Was, it feels like it should be further along than twelve. Mm. Yeah, well, I think there was. I think it. I think there's been some delays planned, mm. probably because it's pretty intricate artwork. Um, so maybe it's been a. Lo- I think it's been around longer than twelve months. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I think we've had two main set pieces, and if you put them in both six issues, mm-hmm. uh, then that kind of works. Makes sense. I think I just got the latest trade. I I, I haven't read it yet though, so I, I mean I've only read the first six. It'll probably stop before this storyline. Okay. Is my guess. Um, okay. I really liked it though, and I haven't checked in on it in a while. And and it's, you know, like you know when a it's often an indie series when it is going along, and and like there's the point where you're like, okay, we got to move to the next bit. And when they recognize that and do it right on time, it's impressive. And so the, okay, it was time for this to happen. It was time for a, a change. Awesome. I did enjoy it when I was reading it, so yeah. I'm looking forward to it's reading good, more. Good of it. series. So, Captain Mar- Marvel number seven. With the cover of Captain Marvel and Iron Man smashing each other under the Civil War Two banner, uh, or yeah, I guess they are under it. Um, what did you think of this? So I'm kind of want to talk about this and Civil War Two four. number four at the same time a little bit. Okay, sure. But um, I and and I want I want this to also be clear. This is not reactive, and I know that things are not permanent, and I don't think that this is forever. Uh, they're ruining Captain Marvel. <laughs> they're ruining Captain Marvel, a character who I have really come to like and appreciate since mm-hmm. since I can go back to Kurt, Kurt Busiek when he did yeah. her as Warbird in Avengers. Yeah, she's a great, great character, and her uh, reboot and retool with her new costume and design is one of the only ones that that we weren't like that's shit. Like it's right. a great and appropriate, like she looks good and it all fits and she's got this interesting sort of human creep. Although thing. the the dumbass hair that that they ignore in this book, but they draw in the, in the Civil War book where she's got like the, the bouffant thing that uh, was designed by Joe Casada. Oh. I'm looking at the uh, at the Marco Fala art in Captain Marvel. <laughs> oh no, it's, she looks it's fine here. She's jogging with regular short hair, but in Captain in Civil War, she's got the Buffon thing that they they drew her with originally. Anyway, continue. so in this book, specifically in her, in her own book, I feel like the character that was started and, and isn't the same writers anymore. This is this is uh, Ruth Fletcher and Christos Gage. Was it Ruth Fletcher before? It was two women whose names I didn't know, but who no, were and before them. it was the showrunners of Agent right. Carter. Now it's it's Christos Gage and his wife Ruth okay. Fletcher Gage. So there's been a change here that I, I also like. I really liked. I really liked what was happening in the book before. I liked mm-hmm. the Alpha Flight. I liked every, and they always feel like they just got started, and the can event stuff just just sweeps it away again. Mm-hmm. Again, it's that same thing we keep talking about when they keep rebooting things. Like just when you get going, switch it up, um, which is the opposite of what I just talked about in Autumn Lands. 
just right. like, um, but so they're trying to toe a line with making her seem reasonable in this. And then you switch over to Civil War and then something else also. in I think in Ms. Marvel, too, was the same kind of thing where I was like, oh, yeah. she's awful in this. No, I, I don't think there's any case to make that she's reasonable in any of these books. Um, I think that her own book comes the closest. Right. And, and, I, and, and yeah, basically I'm trying that's... to toe the line between liking her and agreeing with her. Right. And liking her and disagreeing with her, which I, I think is a valuable tool to have. But when you get over to, to you know, Civil War two and 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 tony stark is talking about her it's it's she doesn't have a case like you can understand yeah, he, her. He, he, he debunks ulysses's power and that it's yep. not actually seeing the future and it's he's actually affecting the visions and and he lays his case out to like the high command of superheroes mm-hmm. you know captain america and uh and dr strange and in hank mccoy and all this and all the high level people and black bolt and she's like eh, whatever and then, and then let's like, fight. And I thought, I just thought, like it's making her the bad guy even more than Tony Stark was the bad guy in the other one. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate. I mean, okay. they, they they locked up other heroes in the other book. Yeah. In the Civil War. But uh, I'm not disagreeing. She's the bad guy. She's she's totally the bad guy. And I, um, I hate that. Yeah. Because I, I, I really don't want her to be. I want her back to... No, you tell me if you. Want I mean, to. I want her to be like she's got such potential to be, you know, in one of the Avengers movies, and and, and this probably this doesn't really preclude that, but like I don't I don't want to I don't want to watch this story with her. Except I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I totally was like I got to read that, and also and again I just I want to point out like I I like the art in Captain Marvel, and I and again I think did David Marquez's. Um, I I really like. Civil War a lot. I mean, we talked about it last time how we've been enjoying it. Yeah. Oddly enough, and I I still enjoyed this issue even you know. Yeah. She's the villain, fine, but as a story, I really like it, and Absolutely. they're finally getting to the conflict portion of it. Um, this Captain Marvel issue, Captain Marvel Seven, um, I there was a really awkward shoehorning of the Inhumans into the X Men role here, where Medusa is complaining about how the uh, Inhumans have been. Uh, discriminated against and feared by the populace, and that's why they left. And I was like, "Well, now they're using the exact lines the X Men use. Yeah. It's not even. It's like it's, I mean, even, that's not a surprise. But it's but it's like this didn't happen. We've read those books. Yeah, they weren't treated like that. They weren't known about. It was. It's. It's. You're. You're lying now. It's not. This is not how it happened. The Inhumans well, left. Didn't. They didn't leave because of prejudice and fear. That's what the X Men. The X Men did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even a big X-Men guy just annoying but uh, you know I, I feel they're, like they're, I mean they're they're, they're f- directly modifying that history to, to rework it which I don't know that doesn't seem like it's off limits because that's where they're going now just I mean, like okay well we were all there for that it's like when they tried to make us believe the century had always been around as an, as an Avenger he is a great character though in uh, Lego Avengers on the Xbox <laughs> does he cry? no should he does everything though he's got flame he can fly he can move things with his mind he's great now i i would say the the and ultimately what they're doing their character sucks but i'm enjoying reading these books yes i i will agree with that so, this is still a good book despite the fact that the last two issues has been mostly her talking to a bunch of floating dignitaries and uh <laughs> Civil War two four was uh, fun. So I basically, enjoyed... like like I like I pretty much like what Civil War two is doing in its own book, and I hate what it's doing in all the other books. 
I like Ms. Marvel this week. Hate might not be right. I See, the thing about Ms. Marvel that week was that it really took it to Captain Marvel, and right. it made me be like, why is she even with i mean like like clearly she shouldn't be doing this and then at the end of civil war 2 she wasn't yeah no she's done yeah which which i i liked but it's you know like there's such a nice i don't know i want everyone to be friends (laughs) (laughs) hal jordan and the green lantern corps number one we just had the rebirth issue was it last week or the week before they're not wasting time no uh i've said for years i just want hal jordan space cop and uh, I have to put up with the Sinestro Corps, but I'm getting Hal Jordan Space Cop, and I actually like what's happening with the Sinestro. I really liked this issue. I Robert Venditti wrote it. Rafa Sandoval was the artist, and he's doing his, re- uh, he's doing a Van Skyver there, a little bit. And I haven't read really a Green Lantern book in forever, so I have, it's taken me a while to figure out what's going on. But the idea that the Sinestro Corps is now the core that. In, in in the place of the Owens and the Guardians, and that fear rules the galaxy, and and the something had happened, and the the rest of the Green Lanterns had been banished, but they came back at the end. Of the, I, I just I like everything that's happening here. I'm, uh-huh. I'm I'm into it. I'm into all of it. I'm happy to see Hal Jordan. I'm happy to see he's a recognizable Hal Jordan to me. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't really followed him because he hasn't been in the Justice League. Yet. I haven't really seen him in a comic in forever. So I was very excited to see him uh, busting heads for lack of a better term. I liked it. I really liked this a lot. I was very happy with it. I like that Kevin Nolan illustration on the... Alter, on the uh, it's a great cover. Kevin Nolan cover. I was like, who is that? Oh, Kevin Nolan. Look at that. I mean, it's just Hal Jordan standing there, but he's awesome. Or floating I there. want, I want Sinestro to be a little more goofy looking again. Well, he kind of is at the end, right? I mean, he's wearing the he's wearing the parallax outfit that how that how wore he was able. I just mean he's giant. He's got those giant, those giant shoulder shoulder things. I no, I just it. mean his big silly head, like the oh, leader. Yeah. <laughs> I like that was one. Of, that's one of those classic like that kind of villain head. Did he ever have a big head? Yeah, he was like I f- maybe not. Maybe in my mind I was just. I don't putting, think he ever had a big head. Maybe not. I have to look. Maybe maybe I'm making top. that up. Yeah. I think some of the artists made it look like they were going for that kind of thing. Right. Maybe I'm just mixing I, them up with the leader. I like the well, the same skin tone. I like that you're a racist. I like the idea that red. I'm a red uh, racist, not that yeah, kind. Just just against just against pink skin people. Um, people with sunburns. Josh hates them. Uh, I like the idea that there's a price to be paid for Sinestro. That he, that he's that using the the yellow power from Parallax, you know, has aged him. And he has to siphon it off to become young again, every, you know, every so often. And I thought, there's a cost to what he's doing. Yes, Gil like, Kane did him with a big silly head. A big silly head? Yeah, like a large forehead and a pointy chin. <clears throat> okay. I think right. that I think that uh, it got shrunk over the years, and then when when uh, Van Skyver did Rebirth, actually, yes, it was. Um, it became a little more Hitlery. But he had sort of a longer than normal head. That could be. Yeah, I want that back. Okay. Write a letter. This is that element of goofiness, like that, like they're sucking all the goofiness out. But I didn't read it. I don't. So. I don't know that they're sucking all the goofiness out. He's got his his outfit is completely goofy. Yeah. But um, I like this a lot. This is what I want from Green Lantern, so I'm happy. Well, there you go. Take a quick break to tell you how to support iFanboy. Go to iFanboy.com/support. That's where you can find our Amazon link. 
and you can uh, shop via Amazon. Anything you, you purchase, we get a little piece of the action. Doesn't come out of your pocket; comes out of Amazon's pockets. And we thank everyone who does that. You make it your 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 desktop shortcut to Amazon. Even better, you don't have to worry about it ever again. Uh, also, this we we launched our Patreon last week. Our uh, Patreon.com/ifanboy. This response has been overwhelming, and we thank everyone who's, who's uh, joined up there. We hit our second goal within about 24 hours of launching, which was crazy, which we weren't expecting. In fact, caught us a little unawares. So um, we had so as we had two goals to start. We hit the well. You pick a goal. You pick a book goal was reached in, in minutes. Uh, so basically, if you're a patron and you uh, you get to vote every week on what book we talk about in the show, we're going to talk about that book. The first uh, patron picked book later at the end of the week at the end of the comic section. And then we hit our second goal, which was the return of the Splode show. So Talksplode and Booksplode are coming back as a monthly show. Uh, not this month, because we have to start producing them, but we'll probably start bringing them back in August. So once a month, you can look forward to either a Talksplode or a Booksplode. Talksplode, if you don't know, is our interview show. Booksplode is a show where we take a look at a trade paperback or collected edition book. And spend spent about half an hour talking about that. So those are the goals we reached. The next goal... Is a thousand dollars, and that's we have a month. We'll have a monthly uh, Google Hangout Q and A chat only for the patrons, and we're we're about three quarters of the way to that goal already. So that's pretty crazy. So um, thank you to everyone who joined up. Also, uh, one of the rewards is that we're going to thank a patron on every show, much like if you listen to Goodfellas Minute, we thanked the uh, patrons in that show. We're going to start doing that soon, only because we haven't figured out. Uh, what, in what jokey way we're going to thank you? We, just, we haven't, we can't agree on it. Because so. we don't think that you want us to sit here and read ninety names in a row. No, so. we'd like to have a little that's fun kind of, with it. That's kind of funny. I think around forty, it starts to get funny. Yeah, <laughs> we want to have a little fun with it. We, we're trying to figure out the best way to do that. So we'll be adding that in, into the show soon. So you look forward to all these things happening soon. Uh, go to Patreon.com/slash/ifanboy check out if you haven't yet. Uh, you can find all kinds of rewards there. We're going to bring back stickers and buttons. All the fun stuff is happening. Uh, over at patreon.com slash but we thank everyone who supports us in any way. Connor, let me ask you this. Yeah. When did all this happen? Who did this? I did Patreon? Yeah. Did you guys... I'm just kidding. We I, did it. I knew. You were not paying attention to the Slack channel. I see. I see. And we just said, screw it. I was just, you know, just waiting for political-themed gifts. That's all <laughs> I wanted. And if it uh, Nightwing number one from Tim Seeley and Javier Fernandez. Um, I really like this. This is probably my pick of the week. Really? Yeah, I love the personality that Tim Seeley has in Nightwing. It's a different, it's slightly different. I know why you liked this the, the best. It's slightly different than the um, than the one in Grayson when he was co-writing it with uh, Tom, Tom King. This is this is a little more unfiltered Tim Seeley. You take that top of the bridge scene with Barbara out of this, and you, this does not get that rating for you. Possibly. Oh, oh, I think. <laughs> but I did, I did like the rest. I mean, I did like the rest of it. But yes, that, that was the best. It's also this. It's this. It's again. It's this same thing. He's basically going undercover. Well, that's the thing. It was very guys. similar to Grayson and to Red Hood in that uh, he's going back undercover. And uh, we're going to talk about Batgirl next, um, and it's similar there as well. Uh, I just, so that, just I want to we need need to point out uh, Javier Fernandez um, really did wonderful work on this thing. Oh, it's beautiful! Really great. Um, so Dick is working for the Parliament of Owls, which is the international version of the Court of Owls, and they've got him they've got him under their thumb doing jobs for them all over the world, 
And that's that's the premise of this book so far. And again, we see Dick, you know, hanging out in the Batcave with Bruce while he's training Damien. He looks over at the case with his old suit in it. It's got a yellow cape, even though in the flashbacks he's wearing a black cape. It doesn't make nothing makes any sense anymore, Josh. I don't even notice that stuff. I noticed it right away. Uh huh. I started noticing it years ago when I realized that all the newer artists uh, didn't know how to draw the original costume. This is back before the New Two even happened, mm-hmm. and they would always get the the colors uh, it would just be wrong I just, mm-hmm. doesn't anyone give them like a style guide well there's so much information available now but uh, I like this a lot Javier Fernandez's art was great yeah and MC Lee we, we, we talked about it before with read the Rebirth book and write a comic yeah it's fun it's funny I like his sort of the thing about Dick Grayson was he was always the laughing daredevil that was kind of his descriptor mm-hmm. and and he's always been like that but this is more he's he's like not Spider-Man, but he's he's joking, and he's making he always made bad puns. He always made he always had bad jokes, and this is this is sort of back to that. I was that reading like. some uh, I forget what it was, but it was Miles Morales was in it. He made some joke, and I just thought that's a Peter Parker joke. It's not a Miles Morales joke. A kid would never say that. Was it Nightwing? No, it just just reminded me of the. I feel like I would have noticed if it had been Nightwing. It was yeah no Miles Morales did not appear in Nightwing this week. <laughs> I did. I did love the scene on the bridge. I'll just be honest. I know. (laughs) There was an awkwardness to it. Everyone's aware. He 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 goes out to meet Barbara. He thinks it's a date. She's been nice clothes. She's there in a costume. He's like, oh, it's not. And they have an awkward. Is is a date? Should I change? Should you change? What's happening? And that was a great. uh, I don't don't think. I don't think she was wrong there, given the location. No, we're really at top of the top of the bridge. (laughs) Um. But let's talk about Batgirl number one. Did you read Batgirl number one from Hope I Larson? Didn't. Up I, I didn't. I was I was impressed by the team when I noticed who it was though after the fact. Yeah. So it's funny. I don't know what's up in the bad offices, but so the story here is she's left Burnside where she had been in her last series, and she's traveling the world. And so in this issue, she's off in Japan, and in Nightwing, he's in Moscow. It's like they just they just sent all the bad kids out of town. <laughs> and that's what they're doing now. Um, but here it's very much sort of like young girl backpacking who's also a bat girl. So she gets into misadventures and she runs into an old friend in the hostel and uh, ends up meeting a hundred year old uh, Chinese superhero. You know, old, this old woman who was a superhero in 1939, which is a callback to Batman. And uh, the, the Albuquerque art's, you know, wonderful. Hope Larson draws a, writes a great bat girl, Barbara Gordon. Um, I really like this a lot too. I'm really happy about where these two books are right now. And if you take take them together with Detective, which came out this week, which I really enjoyed, and Batman's been solid. I think right now the Batman books are pretty pretty good. Yeah, there's definitely there's more there's more good books to choose from than there have been in a while. Yeah, um, but this was I think I think check it out. Hope Larson is not someone who writes superhero comics. Yeah, and uh, she that you would never know from reading this. Cool. She's just a good writer, so that doesn't, you know, it's not surprising. But. So, are you aware that Jason Aaron won an Eisner? I think he won like all of them. Yeah, yeah, but he for some bunch. reason, you still aren't reading the Mighty Thor. No, I just don't. I want to read about Thor. It's good. It's a good Thor I'm story. Sure, it's very good. It, no, you're blowing it. I'm fine. I just, you're, I don't. I want to read Thor. You're blowing it. Just on a craft level, if I'm only doing that. Sure. I had a, anyway. Uh, point being, I had a revelation—not a revelation, maybe it's something we even talked about before—but it occurred to me 
one of the reasons that Jason Aaron is so interesting as a good writer is that he does not, when you read one of his books, you don't go, oh, this is Jason Aaron. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. is able to shift his voice to be appropriate to the to the story. You know, Bendis can't do that. Yes, although I, I feel like I can kind of pick out Jason Aaron book. I do agree. It's much. It's not. It's he does shift very well. I, but just if you compare the different thing over, you know, he's been with Thor for a long time, and and he's got his Thor down is as guardian yeah. oh yeah he's perfect for thor i mean basically what this book has i know that it doesn't have the odin sun in it so much but it does have a lot of sort of interesting as guardian um politics and, and intrigue and stuff which is really interesting there's a the first the first scene in this is wonderful and it's basically it's loki um like over uh freya freya's deathbed mm-hmm. uh and and basically he's being completely sincere and honest and he's like this shouldn't have happened i'm gonna make sure that this is like any and he goes and i'm and for once in my life i'm not lying and Mm. just the combination of writing and art uh the way that it was acted and portrayed it was it was it was a great scene because you really don't usually get that with him there's always a trick behind them but in this instance um there wasn't and also i think russell dodderman's like next level he's awesome next level uh black panther number four can I stop now? <laughs> I thought this was the best issue. Maybe. Um, but I still have a hard time with it. I, I like the idea that the Black Panther has been so busy being the Black Panther that he has neglected his people, and then now there's a revolution. Sure. Uh, that's a very interesting idea. It is. I, it's just the execution is very difficult. I'm so bored. You can stop. I'm going to. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy, but, like, I'm not getting anything out of it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I can recognize all those things, but it doesn't make me feel the feel at the end of the day. I so, well, if, if you're not enjoying it, you shouldn't read it. I, are you enjoying I'm it? A, I'm a, I, I find it interesting. That's a, that's a sort of enjoyment. Um, I'm going to stick it out for the first arc. I don't know that Stealth Reese is staying on beyond the first arc. Um, I think I saw a, I think I saw a solicitation that had a new artist on it. I'm not I, that could be wrong about that. Um, is Coates going to be on it, or is it just a six issue thing? I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I think he's sticking on it, but I, I think Stelfreeze is not, which would not be surprising because he doesn't really do monthly yeah. work. But uh, I'm going to stick out the first six because I do find what's happening interesting in, in the abstract. It's just the the specifics are very hard to follow. I, I just find myself drifting as I read it. Right, so I totally get it. Um, if this hadn't been this issue, I, pro- I would have been where you are. I just thought this was the most engaging one. Okay. But that's just me. But I, I, on the whole, I mean, it's still hard. I still don't know who anybody is or, you know. What they want. Who yeah, have to relate to each other. Who gives a shit. So The Flash, number three, um, <laughs> before I read Nightwing was probably my pick of the week. Uh, I, have you read, did you, are you still reading this? Carmine Di <laughs> He's... Awesome. Yeah, I am. He is awesome. And what, what I love about this book is the joy in it. Um, they're, they're really taking that from the TV show. So in this story, there's been a Speed Force storm, which is interesting. And all these people in Central City now have speed powers. And some of them are turning to crime. Some are, are want to be superheroes. And some are just hiding terrified in their houses. And I love the, that aspect of it. And... 
then you know Barry running around being Flash mentors. There's a scene where he runs off with that uh, Star Labs doctor, and there's just so much joy in that panel of let's just run fast, try to keep up. And it's like Domenico's art's great because he's, he's all suddenly hard. He's all hard angles and rough lines. That shot though of them as they take off and it's a low angle. Like a wide angle camera shot almost or the ground yeah. is sort of curved and they're 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 down low looking at him running by. I was like, That's great. Like that's yeah, that, that was the perfect way to do that. And you just you just you know, in an age where to to be serious you have to be dark, you know, the fla- this particular flash story is just fun. I I I feel like one of the other elements to it here that's going on, um, I think the art is great. I, I mean mm-hmm. we we keep saying over and over like DC's I mean, who whoever was making art picks Compared to who is making art picks now, it's it's almost 180 degrees. So they've definitely got that much more well in hand. Josh Williamson's a guy who's he's been kicking around comics in a while for a long time. Guy mm-hmm. loves superheroes, mm-hmm. loves the Flash, and finally, like I think after having some really good successes at Image, when you see what he's doing with Birthright and and Nailbiter and other things, like they gave him a big book with a character that he loves, and he's going. I mean, basically, I'm punning. He's running with it. Yeah, no, he totally is. But like, he's like, like we used to say this about Jeff Johns is that like he loves the characters and he right. appreciates them and and has been around them for a long time. Like, if you were to just talk to Josh like a like a fan, you'd be like, you know, Mark Wade's running Flash, you'd be like, oh, it's great because of this, this, and this. You know, Jeff Johns is running. Like, he knows that he loves it and he appreciates that stuff. And that's the kind of comic. That's the person that you're getting that filtered through. But also, it's a guy who has chops. Yeah, because he's not new. You know, he's been. I've you know I've known him for probably a decade now. It's a really well done comic that is full of joy and fun, but it's not you know not goofy at all. Yeah, um, and, and looks wonderful. It's, this it's is a really right, great superhero comic. It's the right tone, which yeah. is, is is elusive. It turns out. Yeah, this is a great superhero comic. Yeah. This is one of the best right, being made right now. Uh, so I was really happy with it. If not for the bridge scene, didn't have a bridge scene. <laughs> Someday. I'm gonna write a story. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you, but uh, anyway. it's cool. I don't, the idea is interesting. Now there's all these speeches running around. Who the hell? How the yeah. hell do you deal with that? I it's don't. Cool. I'll tell you one thing. Though. I don't want this to be the new status quo. I want this. To no, be I, I I would be surprised if it was. Yeah, it's just it would be really untenable if there was a hundred speedsters in Central City. Well, there's a shitload of Green Lantern Corps, and they haven't That's, gone anywhere. Maybe you can shunt them off into space. <laughs> Go that way, but won't we? No, just keep running. So those are the books we wanted to talk about this week, but we have an exciting new feature. It's the Patron's Choice feature, and uh, as I said earlier, if you're a patron at a patreon.com slash ifanboy and you give it a certain level, you get to vote every week on a book we get to talk about in the show, and the book with the most votes gets on the show. And uh, we had no idea what you would pick. There was lots of votes, lots of interesting votes. The runner-up, as I mentioned earlier, was The Autumn Lands, so that was interesting. Didn't expect that to be the runner-up, but we would have talked about it anyway. But that, that there you go. I love that you picked a book that we would never have talked about. That's kind of what I was hoping for when we you know, came up with the idea for this feature. And the choice, which beat Autobans by only one vote. So that's why your, your vote's important if you, if you want to vote. It was ROM number one from IDW, written by Christos Gage and Chris Ryle, with art by David Messina. ROM, the Space Knight, Josh. Yeah. So, if you <laughs> if you don't know, Rom is a Hasbro uh, IP, and most people probably know him from his Marvel comics in the in the eighties. 
uh, he was um, he was around the space knight in the Marvel universe, and then uh, Marvel no wrong Marvel. Uh, the 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 rights for Rom, you could I think you can write a book about. Our old columnist Jim Ski was obsessed with Rom. He used to always write about him. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, I think I think Marvel did a character called the Space Knight that looked a lot like Rom after they lost the rights. I don't know. It's it been a very space long night. I think. Yeah, a very long and arduous road for Rom, the Space Knight. But here he is, uh, back with a new series. Uh, produced by Hasbro in addition with IDW and uh, so first of all there was a million covers yeah <laughs> if, yeah. if you're reading digitally I think I spent five minutes scrolling through covers to get yeah. to the actual story it's a third of the file <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> it, it, what was interesting about it was and I think you know what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up focusing on but, I think I do but uh, it drops you right in, and I did appreciate that. In that, it didn't really spoon feed you what was going on. You know, that it gives you a little setup in the beginning, explaining what the Rom is, uh, what the Space Knights are, and who they're fighting. And then it just drops you in the middle of the story of Rom coming to Earth, finding this town uh, in in the middle of California that's mostly these aliens pretending to be humans, and he's out there just just destroying them and pe- people don't realize that they are really alien shapeshifters so they think this this rom character has come to kill people and there's a lot of confusion and and that kind of thing um i pre- i didn't really enjoy it but i appreciated the the way it was told if that makes sense i don't know who this is for but it wasn't for me <laughs> uh i know that there are people that this is for and it's a thing like i don't i have no other than literally Jimsky talking about Rom and like two or three other fans, sorry, two or three other iFanboy listeners who I have known for years, who who will bring him up occasionally. Like I have no history with it, and I was reading it like oh, I don't want to be reading this. <laughs> <laughs> and I finished it. Oh, I read it, and I will say I was surprised at the end. But then I was like, I don't really like that though. Let me explain. So I also should have explained. So the the issue opens up with a with a little eleven page story. This is like a super big issue uh the 11 pager i think was a free the free comic book day story so in the middle of it we have 11 pages boom we're hit with a title page again and i was like well that's weird why did they throw a title page in the middle of the story and then it starts again that's what it was the the the, the prelude uh where he goes to the beach and and kills those aliens that was all the, the free comic book day story and then uh they start with the the actual story after that but the big news is that uh, so the the government knows that this is Rom Space Knight on Earth killing people, and so they they call in some special operatives to take Rom down, and the reveal in the final page is the special operatives to take Rom down are GI Joe. So Scarlet and uh, I'm scrolling as fast as I can. Scarlet and Roadblock. Well, he's not he's not, allowed, he's not allowed to be called Roadblock anymore. I think that's ridiculous. And, uh, I boycott and, uh, that. And that's it. Scarlet and Roadblock. Right? Yep. Roadblock? Am I crazy? I mean, he's whatever. He's got a new name now. Right. It's like not the same guy, but it is. Like and so I was like, whoa. I think I literally said that on the couch when I was reading it. Do you remember Remember, like five years ago they had that crossover? It was yes. Ghostbusters and G.I. Joe and whatever. And I said, I'll read it. And as long as there's a scene with Peter Frankman and Snake Eyes, I'll be fine. And I never actually... Interacted. It was like tra- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers, G.I. Joe, and Ghostbusters. Well, now they're doing that again with all their properties, but they're actually going to interact with all the characters. So it's um, it's uh, Rom, 
Transformers, uh, Mask, and G.I. Joe. And I'll like be honest, I said, I'm not sure who this is for, but it's not for me. Micronauts, G- it's Transformers, G.I. Joe, Micronauts, Mask, and I guess Rom as well. And, uh, you know, you're hitting me where I live with those characters, so I might read the crossover called Revolution, which is coming up. Whereas I'm a little like, oh, this is the downfall of our generation. <laughs> this I is see. everything I want. If they had Ghostbusters in there, it'd be perfect. All right. <laughs> I guess. Uh, it was... Listen, I didn't... Up until the very last page, I was not enjoying it. So... Take it for what you will. But I appreciate it. I like that they picked a book like this. I like that they took us out of our comfort zone. That's I'm just the saying point. do better next time, people. <laughs> it was almost Autumnlands. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I will tell you quite honestly that the fact that people, that that was uh, getting attention made me, uh, you know, like sort of look at it a little harder. Or at least anticipate it, I guess, before I was reading. And I was like, okay, I got to make sure to pay attention to this so that if there's something to talk about, we will either way. So my My thing with this feature is make us read something we don't read that's you know maybe we'll discover something you never know we we we've been led to good books before by the audience so maybe this will happen again it just wasn't rom right yeah it wasn't right. but it's okay i'm not mad oh no it's fun i, I listen i you think got, sometimes you, i would people, never have not known gi joe would have showed up in rom if i hadn't read this issue so I thank you sometimes people don't people expect me to not like something we have time, I think, for one email, Josh. Which okay. one should we do? Um, let's do the first one. John from Wakefield, England. Yes. I barely thought about this question at all, which kind of caters for how bloody obvious it is. Is that a word? Caters? Uh, yeah. Huh. Let me start again. I barely thought about this question at all, which kind of caters for how bloody obvious it is. That being said... What is your favorite comic at the moment? Specifically, which book are you most excited to read when a new issue comes out? Mine has to be Lazarus, and you guys are to blame for incessantly recommending it. Well done. This is a hard question. And before I had said, I I had sort of uh, intimated to to Jupiter's Circle. Circle. Jupiter's Legacy, whichever. Legacy, Um, legacy. But there are others. Like, well, I mean, do you break it down as if if you could only read one book, what would it be? Well, I I mean, I think the thing to recognize is that it is somewhat fluid. That's true. Like like in a given month, it could change, but you know, if a storyline and or a, a creative team is 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 really hitting hitting it, then you know, you could make a case for. In a way, I could almost make a case for for the Darth Vader book. I don't think it's the best oh, book. Wow. I don't think it's my favorite book, but I do get excited when it comes out. I can make right. a case for, um, I, I'm really enjoying the Superman story that's going on right now. But despite in, all in action or in Superman, isn't it kind of the same? Like there's a mystery going on and I don't know the answer. Right. Okay. And it's sort of going through all the books. I'm not saying that's probably not my number one, but like you could make a case for it. There were, there would be something there for it. Um, uh, if Southern Bastards comes out one week or Black Science. Right. It's hard. I don't know uh, yeah. that I could nail it down. I think this week, Jupiter's Legacy was 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 definitely the one. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, where, where are you with this? Uh, well, my favorite book is called Dick and Barbara on a Bridge. 
Um, but that comes out very frequently. Uh, I would, I mean, it's hard, it's hard. If you told me I could read one book, it would obviously be Batman, but, but it, that's you not, know, that's not quite the question. I mean, like, but right, I, like, that's what I mean. It's, it, 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 it it's, there's only been two, uh, two, two issues, three, three issues, and it's very good. Is it, is it my favorite? Is it the best? I don't know if it is. Uh, Flash might be edging it out at the moment, but it's still, you know, it's in my top five, Batman, but I don't know if I'd make it my number one at this very moment of time. It could be like, you know, Saga or, you know, like, right, and the or thing Southern is there's Bastards lots- or... <clears throat> It's hard if, if you if you put a gun to my head so you can read only one comic. It's obviously gonna be Batman. But if it's if you put a gun to my head, say which is the best comic you read? Or your because favorite doesn't mean best. We say we say this all the time with with the pick. You yeah. know, favorite means can mean many different things. And so favorite is Batman. That's my favorite comic. Um, but if you're talking about what is the best comic, I don't know. That's there's a lot of good comics right now. I can. We're in a, we're in a, a bit of a renaissance. It's it feels good right now. There's there's a lot. There's too many comics now, but but there's. Did you say almost, Rom? I didn't say Rom. That's not my answer to this. You say Rom? Okay. It's Rom. I'm, I can make one issue. Pat Man and Iron Fist. Like it does. There's a lot of. There's a lot of really great stuff right now. Yeah. I'm going with the Jupiter books because that's been consistent through the last. Or the Vision miniseries. The Vision. That was the that was the other one. That's the, probably the Marvel one. But that's I know that's ending soon too. It's still coming out. You still got uh, three more months with it. Yeah, I mean, and and again, not that I don't like Sheriff of Babylon, but that one makes me feel bad. <laughs> you, do you know what I? You know what I look forward to, and I didn't get a chance to talk about this last week. But what, what's strangely up there? I really like the new Lucifer book. Wow, I've really been enjoying That's it. Fascinating. Yeah, it's great. Do you guys want to know about Hellblazer? Real Should I quick. mention it? Yeah, real quick. I liked it. Oh, good. Ratings. I liked it. Three and a half. And sticking with it? Yes. It was, um, it sounded like John. Mm-hmm. It felt like John, but still existing in this world. So it was a little less rough edge, but it wasn't as sort of smooth as they got it. So I was kind mm-hmm. of, if I just pretended it was Vertigo, it was okay. <laughs> well, that's good. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they do. There's a Hellblazer book that you, you're, you're enjoying. Yeah. It's called Hellblazer. That helps. It's called The Hellblazer. Whatever. That's fine. Uh, That's, I'm not, so. not going to nitpick. <laughs> so, John, we gave you a lot of different answers because it's hard to pick your favorite. And it's our show, so we don't have to do it. Right. Actually, I did do it. Miller. Rom. I think you picked Rom. Okay, Rom. I mean, like, I just didn't want to admit it, but you think you've got me. So if you have any questions or comments you want to get on the conversation, you want to stump us with the, your favorite book question, you can email us at contact.fanboy.com. Don't forget to tell us who you are, where you're from, and how long you've been thinking about your question. You can also send us a sound file if you want to do that. Somebody sent us one recently, so uh, it's a good way to do it also. Real quick, we've got a bunch of shows coming up. So we just released Star Trek Beyond, our special edition show about that, where Ron and Mike Romo and I talked about the new Star Trek movie for about 45 minutes. It's just a super fun movie, super fun podcast. We we get super nerdy on a lot of... You got, you got Mike's a huge Trekkie. Ron and I are like medium Trekkies, and so we got a little nerdy on it, but... Uh, it was a fun time. We have two shows coming out next week. Suicide Squad comes out, so there will be a show on that. And you can look forward to that soon. And then The Killing Joke also comes out this week, the next DC Universe animated original film. However, due to scheduling conflicts amongst the 
uh, Animated Brain Trust, that show won't actually come out to the end of August. So you're going to have to wait three to four weeks for that one, probably four weeks. Um, so I apologize, but it could not be helped. Um, but, you know, you, it'll, it'll come out. Everyone always asks, are you going to do this one? We always do this one. So until we tell you we're not doing it, we're, you can assume we're going to do it. And uh, it's just not going to come out exactly now. I apologize. Be it's okay. mostly my fault. It's mostly my fault. But Man needs a break. What do you want? I'm in charge. So <laughs> I get to push it off. And you don't want to miss that one. No. For good or ill. Exactly. Uh, you could also, if you, if you if you can't get enough and you haven't gone to listen to Goodfellas Minute, go over to goodfellasminute.com and you can listen to us talk about Goodfellas uh, one episode, one minute at a time. So there's a lot of those. We just got an email today, in fact, from someone who started listening to it. Oh, yeah. Just this morning we got an email from it. Uh, I thank a listener who has been listening to it. I'm, I'm happy they're listening to it. Yeah, I think it was, I, it's, it's good work. I miss it. A little bit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but not that much. I miss the, I miss many aspects of it. I don't miss all the aspects of it. <laughs> talking Some to you. aspects I don't miss. Don't talking miss. to you guys was fun. No, the talking part was great. Yeah. Everything else was tough. Head over to iFanboy.com, comment on this show, talk about this week's books. You can find all of our podcasts. The, the Star Trek show is there. Uh, other other special edition shows we've done are there. You can find them all over, over there at iFanboy.com. You can follow us at iFanboy.com slash iFanboy. And at iFanboy on Twitter, you can, that's where you can find out what the pick is. Before the show comes out, you can follow us individually at Jay Flanagan, at C.S. Kilpatrick, and at Ron XO. Uh, you can also, if you like the show, you could rate it. Rate Ratings. it. Ratings. <laughs> In <laughs> iTunes? Yeah. Or write a review. Um, or, or I will go ahead and extend this. To do this to all the shows you like. Um, because mm-hmm. it, it, help if you, it helps people to discover them. And if more people listen to them, they probably will keep doing it for longer. There's, there's an insider tip. Uh, yeah. Better yet, use your uh, use your social media presence to uh, talk about the things that you like uh, and show them love and respect. You should do that. Let's spread some love around. That's what I'm saying. That's fine. Right. That's gonna do. We survived. Hopefully, Ron will be back next week. You can we can plumb the depths of his despair having sold his comics. This that'll be a fun conversation. <laughs> He's taking it harder than I am. Than I did. Than I, did. I am. I'm looking at a stack of long boxes right now, out of the corner of my eye, going, "Ugh, make them be somewhere else." Like I don't, I don't want to just give them away, and I don't want to throw them away. But I don't know. I, I can't deal, and I can't deal with anything. You should else. rent a plane and just distribute them from the air. The, already, we're in uh, the Michigan bottle return area. <laughs> that trip's a loss. There's no way it works. Right. All right. Well, until next time. And like, we'll like it's one of those things, like, if somebody said uh, your comics were all stolen, I'd be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Until next time, I'm Carl. I'm Josh. Bye. Bye.